Hey, what's up? It's Wednesday, June 28th, and thanks for tuning in to another week of the podcast that gives you the most honest viewpoints on the week's hottest sports topics. What's up? It's episode 102 of the Chasing Points podcast. I'm Sam, alongside Brandon, and as always, thanks so much for listening. But disclaimer, before we get started, please follow us on Instagram at Chasing Points Podcast. And of course, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, that five-star review goes such a long way. So thanks so much for tuning in and, and supporting our pod. It's uh, It's been a minute. We're back together again. Brandon, what's up, my friend? How are you? Sam sucks. That's why it's been a minute. Sam Ooh. has been on a uh, missionary journey to Tibet, and uh, he just <laughs> Feels returned. Like uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, yeah, Sam, it's been a while. Uh, happy to be back. Uh Sorry to those to our listeners for not putting something out. We we know we missed a, a really great week last week yeah. of a lot of good content. Uh, that being the draft and uh, and some, and some verdict. We'll, yeah, we'll we'll touch on that. But all all in all, Sam, it's it's really truly summertime. This weather has been absolutely crazy here, and I'm over. I just needed to be warm or rainy or whatever. I needed just to make choose up its mind. Yeah, I'm, I'm just annoyed. How, how have you been? I've been I've been good, man. Busy, busy uh, as always, but a great time of the year, uh, mm-hmm. both personally and and uh, of course sports wise. And yeah, we missed a, a big week in the NBA with the draft, some huge trades. But we'll uh, we'll recap it and uh, give our thoughts as uh, free agency starts this weekend. So I guess we could just get right into that. But but the big news, and you know, if if you've listened to more than one podcast of, of ours, you know that our uh, collectively uh, one of our favorite players in the NBA is Damian Lillard, uh, who was drafted in in the late what was it like oh seven oh eight draft somewhere around there, and he, uh, has he, been to be to be clear, he is my favorite in the NBA. Is he? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yes. Well, mm-hmm. yeah. He's he's right. I don't know if I have a favorite. It's probably him. Yeah. Our favorite NBA superstar, Damian Lillard. <laughs> Uh, has been loyal to uh, the city of Portland and to the Trail Blazers franchise for uh, as long as as he's been there. And uh, note from the the GM after his uh, name has been speculated in a lot of trades, and this is kind of a defining moment with uh, the the Blazers getting the third pick uh, in last week's draft and drafting Scoot Henderson, which we'll get to in a second. But their GM basically said they remain committed to building a winner around. Dame and uh, him, Dame, Dame, his agent, and and the GM had a great dialogue and blah blah blah. What you're making the chirpy face sound? Yeah, it's all that's talk. All, that's all they've been doing is just talking, talking. So there was it. It was kind of like it was a a catalyst moment for the draft. Right here, you have the Trailblazers with the number three overall pick that they could potentially use. There were names like you know far-fetched in some circles, but Jalen Brown, Pascal Siakam, where, you know, what could you get for this pick if you traded him? Oh, what could you get for Dame? Even though he's in his mid thirties, he's missed more time than anyone would like to admit, but he's still a a force in this league and uh, one of the best shooters in this league. And, uh, you know, what, what are we going to do at a, a moment where the trailblazers really are looking at a potential rebuild or to retool with Dame? And uh, as of right now, they drafted another guard, and Dame's still on the roster. You were given the, t- you know, it's all talk. Uh, what's your, uh, 
what's your insight and thoughts on on the situation with uh, the star point guard of the Trailblazers? This needs to conclude this offseason. Uh, I'm I'm tired of hearing all of this, and I'm I'm talking from both sides, yep. including Dame. Uh, if they're going to actually go out and get players, they need to go out and get players because they didn't trade the number three pick, as you said, which there was definitely plenty of other teams uh, that would want Scoot Henderson because he is going to be a cornerstone of somebody's franchise, and it might be the Trailblazers in this unless they use this to package up to get somebody to come to Portland. Now, obviously, as you mentioned, uh, free agency starts this weekend, so there's going to be a lot of moving pieces. There's a lot of big-name free agents. Uh, but again, it's not a destination for most players. They don't want to just go to Portland. Um, it's not a sought-after place. Uh, nobody has come to Dame uh, since him being there, and I don't think that's going to change. Uh, on the flip side of where I said it, it, it needs to be both sides, Dame needs to make up his mind as to what he wants to do. And to this point, he's pretty much bulletproof. He can say that he wants to leave and nobody's going to bat an eye. He can no. say he wants to stay. Nobody's going to bat an eye. Like this is what, what he, what has to, what it, where it is at this point. But if Dame decides to stay in my honest opinion, even though I, I love everything he does in the court, I respectfully say he needs to shut up for this talk of everything else. Because if you decide to stay with Portland, you already know what you're getting because they've you've openly said that you want them to get somebody, uh, some veterans. You're not in a rebuild mode. Uh, you you don't want to move. You don't if you know all this and they still don't do all this stuff. You made your bed. Now lay in it. Right. So I just really hope. I pray Dame gets traded. It's, I really hope that he goes to Miami. He had a cryptic uh, IG story the yeah. other day where my Will Smith, Miami, was playing in the background. Uh, you had a, uh, a female, which I'm assuming is one of his family members, stating, like, are y'all ready? And him saying, yo, stop. Like, it's, it's crazy and stuff like that. So, I mean, these guys are very, very strategic. Uh, Hemi Butler was playing one of Dame's songs the other day uh, on his IG when he was working out. So... These guys know what they're doing. He, his, one of his best friends, uh, Bam Adebayo, who is actually one of his best friends, wants, he wants to be there. He's mentioned there, Brooklyn. I don't see Brooklyn as much as I would love to have team yeah. for the Nets. I don't see him going there. I see him going to Miami, and that makes more sense than anything, and it fits well. So I just hope that that gets resolved like ASAP. Uh, I, I know we're gonna they're going to have to wait and see what, what kind of pieces – fall in place but there's a lot of uh good names out there and some trades to be had so I, we yeah, just wait I, that i, I thought, really honestly think that's the first domino that has to fall for everybody to kind of see like what's going on and what's going to happen next honestly yeah i thought the writing was on the wall starting when cj mccollum got traded to new orleans that was that's been his running mate um his whole time in, in portland and they're uh, you know fantastic backcourt for as long as it was and i thought that was the first kind of all right you know you're you're doing the same thing over and over again with the same team can this work let's mix it up and mm -hmm. clearly you know they had the third pick in this year's draft dame yeah i mean dame's been hurt they kind of benched him in the sense of like we're not going anywhere let's uh let get healthy you know let's take a shot at a high draft pick um 
but I, yeah, if I were Dame, I'd, you know, just looking at, you know, a, a great career. He's one of the more talented players this league has seen. And here's the opportunity to win. I mean, Miami was mentioned. Brooklyn is mentioned. I, you have to imagine by this point, Portland would do right by him. And he doesn't have a no trade. Uh, but, you know, what he means to that franchise and to the city and to the, the Northwest there that, you know, potentially he could pick where he wants to go. I think Brooklyn has a much better package to give of course Portland. But, you know, if he wants to go to Miami, uh, you know, I don't know what you would give up. Um, but that would be a, a hell of a team. Bam. Uh, Got to imagine maybe Tyler Heroes in that trade. But um, Tyler, Bam, Tyler and Bam and him absolutely gone. Yeah, Tyler but, and Duncan, absolutely gone. That's uh, yeah. But t- to your point, I was going to bring up the IG story it's kind of like you're trolling us what's the real you know thing here you're having fun like yeah you know people in the media never really know quote unquote you know that's what every athlete will say but yeah i think it, i think it kind of needs to to come to an end it's um and i just don't see how you can retool this roster while dame still is quote unquote in his prime he's making a lot of money uh and i i just the west is clearly still you know a, a juggernaut conference and you know you have to deal with Jokic and, and company now for who knows how long I just don't see Portland coming out of this one with without assets that they're going to get from Dame so yeah I I just want you know as a fan just want what's best for him but certainly knowing a lot of pe- a couple people in Portland I know how important he is mm-hmm. um, to that area so just you gotta imagine he wants to win at this point though I'm, I'm what do you mean at this point he's been wanting to win from i know i, from I know but one is it's just it hasn't he kind of wrote it out as a rookie you know you do that in your first couple sure. of years you figure out get your nba legs and then once everybody realized it was dame time you yeah. know even with cj being there um it, it's never really had he's never really had any other pieces out there and like i said nobody portland is not a destination that people want to go to a place that rains uh, you know, 80% of the year, uh, people don't want to do that when they have the opportunity of going to a Miami that's, you know, you don't have to worry about the taxes and, and you also get a beautiful, beautiful weather. You can go to LA, you can do that. You can go to New York where it may not be the greatest weather all the time, but you have more marketability there, right? Nobody's going to Portland to go and be like, yeah, you know what? I'm going to go here and start something. It's it, so it's, Unfortunately, it is what it is. So it, Dame's Dame's got to know that at this point, like it's it's just it's either fight or flight. You're either staying or you're going, and that's really just where it needs to stay and or go. <laughs> yeah, I mean, from from a loyalty aspect, you can't do anything but praise him, especially in a time where you know these guys are signing for as much money as they can, and mm-hmm. you know it's already planned. We'll get to Bradley Beal, but that's the you know we called it when we when the news broke last year and he signed that five-year extension, we knew this was coming. So, you know, where it's, it's never been that way with Dame, but you know, to my point is at the point where he wants to win, he's, he's getting older, you know, he's, he's still, uh, you know, he's still a great player, but just like to see him on a great team and him initiating the offense with Jimmy Butler and, and pick and roll with Bam. That's, that's yeah, a lot him, of fun. Him, that's yeah. what they need. Miami needs yeah. a guy that can get his own bucket. And we obviously all know that yep. Dane can get his own bucket at any time he wants to. So yeah. let it happen. No, totally. 
yeah, moving on as as we already talked about free agency, I guess the legal tampering period, which is obnoxious as you roll your eyes, uh, starts. I think it's July first, right? So so Saturday, uh, some notable big names. Just let's play a game of what, what do you think happens with uh, some of the bigger names in free agency this year? So. Uh, Kyrie is an interesting one. I know a lot of reports that I've read say that he stays with uh, the Mavericks. But Kyrie wasn't the issue with the Mavericks. It's Luka. Uh, and, and people need to talk about it more. Luka, he's been... If this would have been LeBron or Kobe or somebody of that caliber, KD, uh, Luka would have been getting absolutely destroyed in the media. But for some reason, Luka doesn't get destroyed. Uh, at the end of the season, he made it clear that he didn't. He felt like he was losing his passion. He kind of didn't really know. Um, Mark Cuban came out and said that Luca wants to be here. We want him here. Uh, we just have to earn it. So it's just like it's it's very interesting because if if Kyrie does go back there, it's it's really not on Kyrie because Kyrie when he came, he did his thing. We we all know what Kyrie does when he gets on the court. Kyrie absolutely kills on the court, right? Yeah, those number um, of stat games they played together where they were scoring a ridiculous amount of buckets. You know, he he they, he came and did what Kyrie does. Yeah, man, you're absolutely right. When they uh when the two of them in the backcourt were playing, how many times did we say on the pod like these historic numbers that they were putting up together and scoring like 60, 80 points or whatever. Uh so yeah, I, I think you're right though. Luca does not doesn't get the um, criticism that he, that he should. should. And certainly yeah. Kyrie yeah. and Kyrie shoots himself in the foot more often than not. Right. Yeah. Uh, and you could say he gets way too much. Um, but, uh, you know, Kyrie's Kyrie's always going to have that target on his back. That he is uh, also why we're doing this. Uh, I did just see something from Brian Windhorst that basically said that something crazy is potentially coming down the pipe with Cleveland, the Cavs. Okay. So I don't know if that means that they're going to trade Donovan to the Knicks. Uh, Kyrie just don't. bought a Kyrie just bought a home in Cleveland. So he might be going there. I don't know who what where, but apparently Cleveland is doing some things to make some moves and when Horse just said he could not comment on it yet, so don't be surprised if something happens, but you definitely heard it from me first from that um there you go. after harden, 12 hours later yeah yeah <laughs> james harden uh I, I really believe the only choice he has is to go back to philly uh, i i know he's he has this he has until friday to to pick up his player option which is 35 million dollars uh but he also is trying to get stake in an ownership of the team, which I thought is absolutely hysterical. Uh, the, the 76ers. Yes. You, okay. you heard that right. Um, yeah. I, James Harden is in denial. I can understand if he, you know, were to try to get like ownership stake in the Rockets, like after he leaves because of his tenure there, but the Sixers. Uh, uh, so I don't think that's going to happen at all. Uh, what I do think, though, is I think Fred Van Vliet should go to the Sixers. Uh, and it'd be pretty ironic. The team that stopped the Sixers from going to the final, yeah. one of the players would be going there and they're their former the Raptors, former coach there as well. 
Uh, I think the two most intriguing ones for me, and there's a, there's a bunch of role players as well that I'd be curious to see where they're going to go. But the two most intriguing to me are Chris Middleton and Draymond Green. I believe Draymond Green is going back to the Warriors, especially with the trade that just happened. I think he goes back to the Warriors. But if he does not go back to the Warriors, the only other team I see him going to is the Lakers. So he can be with LeBron, and he'd be perfect for that team. Chris Middleton. Can they afford him? I don't know. Like I don't know how all that works. Sign well, a if, trade. If, I don't, what a, you if know. they were to bring Draymond, then that means they would lose a a Rui Hashimura, or yeah. they would lose uh, Vanderbilt. Uh, so they would lose a good young player to get an, an older aged, you know, you veteran. Think, though, like the what Draymond means to this team. You think they're gonna trade him to Lakers though? Like I could understand like it's not trade. A small well, it's it would probably be a sign and trade, right? No, I don't he's know an unrestricted free agent. Yeah, but how are you going to get him there with them spending so much money? That's where I don't know. I'll, I'll we'll look into it. It would probably be a contract <laughs> breakdown. It would yeah. probably be a a, a back end loaded contract or something like that, but He's free to go wherever the hell he wants to go. Um, there's really no money tied to anything right now at this point. It just would be they would have to figure out the numbers. Uh, Chris Middleton is is also very interesting. When he opt out of his player option, I, I was just like, where is he going to go? Because yeah. He can't even yeah. stay healthy to stay on a championship team. Like you're, you're on a team that you won a championship with, and you haven't been able to stay healthy since then. So where does he go? And I want to know what the market is for him because I think he, what well, if he can go to a team? Well, obviously he's going to go to a team, but whatever team he goes to, if he can stay healthy, he's going to be a good piece for them, offensively and defensively. It's just I don't know if he can stay healthy. So yeah, that's that's been the one thing with Middleton over the last couple of years. Yeah, uh, you know, and then making it seems like every playoff run they're making it without him in the lineup for one reason or and another. They need him. He has the most value to Milwaukee. I don't. I don't know what his cap number is and all of that, but I. I have to imagine it's probably pretty high. And, um, you know, with, I'm, I'm not sure teams will really be wanting Middleton, but he's a solid, solid uh, player, good number two player, two behind a star. We've seen that for the last few years in Milwaukee. Yeah, my t- my take on these really quick is I don't think there's a lot of places for Kyrie to go, especially because. Dallas owns his rights and can give him that extra year and give him a ton of money similar to like Jalen Brown, where he's going to get max money from the Celtics for an extra year. So I'd probably, especially after what Dallas gave up to get him, you know, keep letting that asset walk out the door probably doesn't make much sense, but who knows? Dallas does a lot of interesting things. I thought um, there was a lot of talk throughout the year that, Harden wanted to go back to Houston. I just don't, I don't think Houston needs him. And I don't know why James Harden would want to go to Houston other than his social life, which has been well-documented in, in that city, but that's off the table. Yeah. I just don't see it happening, especially with the, the I, I'm telling you it's off the table. It's, they're not going yeah. to bring, it does not make sense, especially with Ime there. With yeah. his young core, it does not make sense. So it's off the table because all the sources that I've been 
seeing and reading about all pretty much say like prior to the EMA signing and, and what they just did in draft, there's no way that they're going to go get James Harden. It makes no sense to put yeah. him on this young team. And talk about another guy who's been, you know, minutes away from a finals. Uh, you know, James Harden doesn't have a ring either. And we we're just talking about Dame. You'd, you'd want to probably, uh, aside from making a ton of money, which he could even opt out on Friday and re-sign Daryl Morey's, you know, been his GM forever now with Houston and now with Philly. So he's he's in position to make some money. And, you know, uh, you run it back when you have Joel Embiid. That's, you know, that's not bad there. Yeah, we talked about Middleton. And the Draymond thing is, I you, you nailed it. The first thing I thought about when I saw Jordan Poole get traded to Washington for CP3, which we'll get to in a second, is, all right, Draymond's staying. Like they cleared the way they cleared the salary because there's always been a kind of a thing where it's like, all right, you gave this, you know, you get, he had a good finals. He had a good playoff run rather. You gave him a ton of money and uh, you know, and then the altercation, the video and, and all of that. It's, I think Draymond stays, he means too much to that Warriors team. And uh, you know, he's, he's uh, despite the headache that he can give you quote unquote, he's uh, you know, he's been the heart of that team. Um, I don't think Steph would let that happen either, uh, or Clay. If you know, seeing how close they are, but that's just my two cents there. But well, I mean, it's it's also a different regime now with with Dunleavy being the yeah. GM. It, it's I, I know he's been there for a little bit, and he obviously wants to keep that. And, and to your point, Steph and Clay definitely want to want to have him there. But I mean, they got to pay Clay as well too, right? Yeah. And, and and their decision is like they both want a decent amount of money so they're they're gonna have to choose some some way to do this the whole this whole cba was literally created to kill the warriors like so there's no other warrior type team they've been able to keep their their big three for all this long and and been over the salary cap for so long like this cba is literally was made to kill and make sure no other franchise ever does what the warriors have been doing uh, Despite that they drafted those three guys. Yeah, correct. Correct. Which they so, should be rewarded for because they yeah, didn't go out and yeah. get anybody. But um, Draymond, as I've said to you before, I will say it again, and I will say it in any conversation that I have with anybody, Draymond is the point guard of this yeah. team. Steph yep. is not the point guard on the team. Steph is the shooting guard in the team. You, Those that will listen to me are probably sitting here saying, you don't know a damn thing about basketball. Well, you don't because basketball was always meant to be a positionless game. They made positions for regular ass people that didn't understand the game. So they had something to grasp onto and realize and like, oh, that's a point guard. Oh, that's a center. That's the history of basketball. It was always meant to be positionless. So Draymond is doing exactly what he should be doing. The ball runs through him. Steph, if you ever watched and and no. go back to Reggie Miller. What did Reggie Miller do? The same exact thing. Ran off, off the ball, ball. screens, yeah. off the ball, off hooks, pull up, penetrate, pass, do all that stuff, right? So yeah, Draymond takes the ball, inbounds the ball, and it and brings it to mm-hmm. the to the other yep. side of the court. Totally. So I I mean I I've been saying that the Jordan Poole thing was going to happen. <laughs> you know I've been saying yeah, it. You I have. Yeah. I knew on, it was coming. And off the pot. Yeah, it just it just the writing was on the wall. If you just been paying attention to hearing things, it was pretty much there. Uh, and and he needed to go because the rumors were apparently true. Once he got paid, he completely changed. So 
bye-bye, and now you're in Washington. So now let's see what you really do because they have no team, really. Yeah, I mean, he's going to get the ball. He's going <laughs> yeah, yeah, to have the offense. He's going to we'll get the see. ball, all right. We'll see what that looks like, but, uh, you know, that's uh, something there. So, yeah, free agency, the tampering period starts on the uh, first, and I think what's like the 10th they can officially sign. So I understand it because, you know, to, it's foolish to think that these agents haven't been talking about yeah. this for yeah for months of course. already. But yeah, uh, anyone else, real quick? Uh, you know, any surprises or basically, uh, you know, names that that could switch that you know you'd be looking for? Nope. The only surprises yeah. I'm going to get into are the surprises in the trades that happen because I'm very surprised about those. All right, Hayes. Well, yeah, there's been some big trades. Uh, most of them happened before the draft, but. Uh, I have them listed in in chronological order, starting with the latest, which was yesterday. Uh, what's that? You're fancy. Yeah. Or I just copied and pasted it from somewhere. That works, but, too. Uh, I don't know where you want to start with this, because obviously the last trade isn't the the biggest one, but you know we could work our way back. You you talk about the first trade you want to talk about. Well, we'll I mean, we just there. talked about Jordan Poole. We might as well talk about the Wizards and there you go, and the Warriors and, and the Suns, essentially that are all a part of all of this crazy stuff. Uh, but I, I guess we'll just get into the biggest trade of it all because it it intertwines with that second trade that I'm just talking about. So on June 18th, Bradley Beal finally waived his no trade clause <laughs> and said, "Okay." You can trade me to the Suns and got traded to the Suns, which so wild. Uh, the Suns got Bradley Beal, uh, Jordan Godwin, or excuse me, Goodwin and Isaiah Todd, uh, who are one who are two of the only three bench players that they currently have on their roster right now. Is that true? That is very yes. true. Uh, <laughs> hilarious. Uh, the Wizards got Chris Paul, Landry Sam- Shamit. Uh, multiple second round picks and multiple pick swaps. Okay. I thought it was done there. I I knew that Chris Paul was going to probably negotiate a buyout from that point because he didn't want to be there. He wants to spend his last couple of years for a contender. We know Chris Paul has lost a step. Um, I keep saying he's my favorite point guard for what he's done, but uh, well, overall legend but anyway uh my god then he turned then they turn around and they the wizards deal again and they send cp3 (laughs) to golden state uh for jordan pool uh first round picks so the 2030 first round pick which is protected top 20 and then smart very very smart uh well i'll get to what's smart and what's not smart about the war, uh, the wizards. Uh, and they got a 2027 second round pick. So before we get into the next part, because again, as I said, the wizards have been dealing and are involved in every single one of these trades, except for one. So we'll get to the, get to the one that it's not, but the fact that Chris Paul was there for all of like, <laughs> maybe 48 hours it felt like it and it was gone again i don't i still don't like chris paul going to the warriors uh i've been trying to figure out like is this a move that like hey if we can't 
if we can't get Draymond, we now have a true point guard to be able to facilitate the ball. But the Warriors like to run because that's a part of their game. And they were the the sixth fastest team last year. With Chris Paul, if he's running the point and starting, they're going to be extremely slow because the Suns were like the 26th slowest team or some, something like that, some crazy number. Um, but then on the flip side, you send Jordan Poole to the Wizards, as we just mentioned, uh, and they, the Wizards get a first-round pick. Now, remember I said they get a first-round pick because they did something very, very stupid with picks. And the Celtics, again, win with picks, which absolutely annoys me. Yeah. But they send Jordan Poole off there. And essentially, the Wizards are going to become a location where you can just dump off players in bad salaries. And they're going to have to play yeah. that way and go through the draft to get and build some a team. So you have that. Uh, the the Bradley Beal situation, like I... I love they're going all in in Phoenix, but they need to fill that bench, especially in the West, because if you don't have a second unit, it is over. And currently, and as currently constructed, they don't. So this free agency, the the names that we didn't mention, the good role players, they're going to have to go swimming through that and hopefully make sure the money's right too, because a lot of those players are going to want some some decent salaries and they're going to need decent players. Like I'd be looking at a Brooke Lopez, but depending on how much Brooke Lopez wants to get paid, right. That's going to change. Yeah. Thing. They need a big body out there in the West to go against a Jokic, Right. Um, Which is funny. Cause they have Aiton, who they are, have been potentially talking about shopping. shipping off yeah, for, for quite some time now. So yeah, the, the, the sun's thing with Beal, it's, I mean, first off, the old regime in Washington to give him a fifth year and he has the only or had the only no trade in the whole league. Yeah. Like what leverage does Bradley Beal have with the Wizards that he even needs? Like you give him a no trade. I don't know if he still has it, but, you know, that's that's wild. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, he goes there and, and that's great. But I'm like, you know. This is, I mean, Booker initiates a lot of this offense. You'd imagine now that Chris Paul is in here. And I just, I, I don't know. I'm not really like a Bradley Beal like guy. And that contract is probably like the biggest contract in the league. I don't think, I don't think I'm exaggerating. And especially well, what just, does that mean that you're not a Bradley Beal guy? I just feel like you need to play, right? Like, mm. I don't know. Was he not playing? Okay. Was let he me... not playing because the team was really bad and he's like an asset and you want to, keep him healthy for exactly this return then sure but i just i just feel like i've never really looked at bradley beal as like you know i just think he's a good player on a bad team i don't know i mean when john wall was there they they played well together it, you know how much of that was john wall how much was him well, i mean i mean they're both injury prone on bad teams all the time you know they're both I, injury I just, prone so i no, mean it's fair. it's it's and half the time that Bradley Beal is injured, why would you, why would you have your star player rush to get back and rehab oh, to sure. play for an already lost season, right? Yeah, when you're already in the basement, I, so, I get that. So that's that's my only only thing. So that's 
I guess if there's a knock on him because he's very, very well loved in the NBA, if there's any knock on him, it's that like I would I'd play no matter what, because it's what I love to do. Right. Like if I that's what I'm there to play, that's what I'm going to do. But now you can't do that when you're in Phoenix, like you're a key part of this this team, a key part of this rotation. If you get hurt again, like you got to rehab to come back to play because they need you in the West. They need all the firepower they can get. But I just wanted to to see and just add some context to that, but continue. Yeah. I mean, you're just, you're, you're tied to Bradley Beal and those three and, and Booker and, and, you know, hopefully a, a healthy KD, which, uh, you know, I think all of that would be different, but then the moment that KD trade was done and we liked it, but you know, I, I think we're big uh, bridges fans. I think knowing what they, the sun shipped off, they could have definitely, used in the playoffs and and to your point earlier they're gonna have to get these minimum vet minimum guys to fill their roster and we've seen this before with with the warriors with the lebron heat with the lebron Cavs. right there's there's not enough money and again i'm not a salary cap expert but they're going to be shopping for those guys looking for one last chance at a ring or to contribute on a winning team and we saw depth was an issue and i just think it's going to be a bigger issue now. And especially if they, if they keep eight and, and I, I like DeAndre and I, you know, uh, but if they could get some, some players back, not draft picks, like guys that can play for this team when it counts, like then that's, you know, they should look to do that. But I like, I like the, I like what the wizards are doing, right? It's kind of like, pump the brakes, pump the brakes, tear it down, tear it down, pump the brakes. You didn't get Wemby. Nah, Tear it down. Nope. Uh, pump, what the you, what, pump the brakes. Pump the brakes. I'm like going to tell you why. Pump the brakes. The Wizards. I, there's. I said there's. There's only one trade on here that did not involve the Wizards, and I also mentioned the Celtics. So the Wizards, which to your point, Sam, of tearing it down, they trade Porzingis to the Celtics in a three-team deal. That sends Marcus Smart to the Grizz. So the Celtics lose their their voice of their team. Uh, but I did say to you that I think Marcus Smart needs to be gone anyway because I don't think he runs he did. that anyway. So I'm, I, I'm glad we were on the same page with that. The Celtics, let's, hold on, let me. The Wizards get Tyus Jones from the Grizz. They get Danilo Gallinari, who is damn near two steps away from retiring um, and Mike uh, Mascala and then a 2023 second round pick number 35. The Wizards give the Celtics Christoph Porzingis their 2023 first round pick number 25. That's Memphis's pick. And 2024 first round pick Via Golden State. That's also Memphis's pick. I don't care. Wizards are involved in this. And those picks went to the Celtics. I'm tired of the Celtics getting <laughs> all of these picks, Sam. I have PTSD when I see this. And the Wizards were just the team to be involved in it this time. And I don't like it. I do I, like I that they are gutting their team. Uh, and and trying to it, it eventually try to work through the draft to get pieces because they they're another team that is not a destination team. 
uh, that people want to go there. Uh, Kuzma is probably not going to resign. He's going to go somewhere else. And they should have traded Kuzma, which I don't know if they have the capability of still doing because they should get pieces for him. Sign and um, trade, probably. Uh, yeah, they sh- they should. To- that would be smart for them to get something back, uh, especially if you're gutting the whole team. Uh, I, I just, I don't know. The, it's like I want the NBA to expand because there's a lot of good, and they should expand at least one to two teams. Uh, but with this new CBA, I think the Wizards are setting themselves up for the future, which a lot of teams are going to have to go through the draft to really get these superpower teams, and then they'll be penalized for drafting well. Um, so we'll see what happens there. I don't so you know. like what the Wizards are doing? I kind of do and so kind of don't. you like it aside from giving Boston's picks because you yes, yes. had a very bad general manager. Yes. A so I'm 50-50 it. on it. Um, Got it. Well, yeah, take the bad contracts, get get picks for the bad contracts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Didn't OKC OKC has been doing this, right? Doesn't uh, whoever their GM, uh, Presti. The NBA Moneyball version. Yeah. 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 So it's, you know, you have to pay to get rid of some of these contracts, too. I mean, Porzingis had a good year, right? He Because he stayed healthy. But he wasn't, you know, uh, and he looked better than than he had the last X amount of years. But a lot of people are going to pay to get rid of it. Play like he's learning. Like he's really coming into his own now. Like he's he's a vet. He's learned how to play the game. He knows how to flow there. And it's like it's all about systems. We said that before. Um, I don't know. I, I'm curious to see how Porzingis fits in in with the Celtics. Like you think that's a good fit for him? I think. Yeah, I mean, sure. He's not going to be. You know, clearly now, especially with Smart gone, this is Tatum's team, and and Brown. Uh, he won't need to i mean he can really just separate and cause a lot of spacing i mean he can shoot he's he's tall i mean they have uh you know looking at their roster here like their centers are like how old's al horford's our age you know and uh i'd like to think that i'm young and healthy but you know i don't play basketball in human in human yes robert williams who uh, look robert williams can't stay on the court well yeah yeah so yeah, Most I, I, I think the team can't. So that's fair. Uh, yeah, no, I, I I think it's something different to your point earlier about Smart. Uh, despite him being like a a huge part of this team, we were talking about Draymond being like the heart, the voice of this te- of that uh, his team. You could say that about Marcus Smart. I mean, he he just won Defensive Player of the Year a couple years ago, right? But uh, something needs you can't keep doing the same thing over again and. Maybe that was it. Maybe it was just like, okay, we want to hand the keys over to Jalen and and Jason. Like, they, I don't know. They need a point guard. That's what the Celtics are missing. And Marcus Smart is more of a defensive minded guy, where which is crazy because in college he was more of a scorer, uh, but but he came to the NBA he was more of a defensive guy, and that's cool and all, but they need a guy that. They need a floor general. They need a guy that is going to be like, no, Tatum, move. Like, you move to the side. We're going to move, run this play, and we're going to do this so we can set Chris it up. Ball. Like they need Chris yeah, Paul. Chris Paul would have been great for them uh, to slow it down and go from there. But, again, we know what happens to Chris Paul when it gets to playoff time, and the Celtics don't need that. Oof. Uh, and that's it. It's just, it's just the truth. It's unfortunate. It's Chris Paul's body gives up every year during playoff time, um, and it just sucks. 
Uh, yeah. so real, real quick here to, to wrap up the trade talk too. been hearing forever that John Collins is on the block in Atlanta and he finally gets traded yesterday. He has 52 mil left on his deal and a player option too for 27 million. And he gets traded for a future second round pick to, uh, from the jazz and Rudy Gay, who I didn't even know was still in the league, like wow. jokingly, but <laughs> like that, that's it. You've been talking about trading John Collins and the return that you've wanted. And now he's just a salary dump. It's, uh, well, yeah, I mean, they traded him. Life comes at you fast. They, they took too long. You, you, yeah. you had his value on high and then they didn't move and you had, he didn't get along with your front office and so on and so forth. So, they're, the Jazz are getting him at a discount. They're getting a young player. They got yep. rid of an older player that had an altercation there as well of the Jazz. And as Rudy Gay does everywhere he goes, uh, I mean, not Rudy Gay. I'm thinking of Rudy Gobert, sorry. Um, but Rudy Gay is is an old, old guy. Like, he's just old, old, old. Like, so, and I, he's not the same as he once used to be. So it's just, yeah, it's just a salary dump. It is what it is with that one. It's kind of just like, meh. <laughs> Meh. Yeah. Well, uh, real quick, uh, NBA draft was last week and uh, won't get too much into it. But, you know, Victor Wembenyama, the seven foot five uh, center from France, went number one to the Spurs. No surprise there. I guess the real intrigue starts started at number two. We've been talking about is it Charlotte, you know, Charlotte going to take Brandon Miller from Alabama or Scoot, Scoot Henderson, who played for the G League Ignite and uh they ended up going with Brandon Miller to team up with uh, LaMelo there. And as we already mentioned, Scoot goes three to the Blazers. Uh, I know you're a big Brandon Miller fan. Uh, not to be confused with Brandon, but Brandon Miller goes to Charlotte. Your thoughts on who you'd pick uh, Miller versus Scoot? Well, you already know, so you should have just told the people. But the uh, people Exactly know. what I said and what was going to happen, it absolutely happened. Brandon Miller going to the Hornets, Scoot going to the Trailblazers. Uh, there was no – Scoot didn't need to go to the Hornets. Uh, Scoot didn't need to go to the Trailblazers either. Uh, they don't need him in either of those places, but Scoot is going to be one of those guys that you're going to be talking about for years. Uh, and this could be, as I said to you earlier in the show, uh, it, it could be – he could be packaging a deal for a trade for, for Dame. Um, that could happen, and, and I definitely could see that happen. Brandon Miller fits perfect with the Hornets to go with uh, Melo, but they have way more things to do around yeah. them. Uh, the The only thing that people really, really want to see, though, is Wimby, and uh, that is who I'm really, really curious to see how that goes. Um, yeah, yeah. What's your thoughts? I... I've been going back and forth. I know you're really high on Brandon Miller and certainly like at that size and a guy who can shoot as well as he can. The, I mean, he was involved or a suspect or just involved. So I don't know all the details. I'm not, I don't want to, you know, I didn't really read up on the story, but like the, you know, everything off the court that's been happening is, mm-hmm. could be concerning. But again, he's like what, six ten, and he's knockdown shooter. I mean, you pair that with, Lamello, and if Lamello can stay on the court, it's like a theme for today, right? But you know that's that's certainly a, a backcourt you want to build on, and uh, I mean, Scoot's a little bit of a different, you know, much smaller, but uh, 
can do a lot of things and a lot of people just love the makeup of the guy right and we've seen you know seen his talent there too i probably i would probably take scoot if i was charlotte and you kind of just see how it works and if it doesn't you make a decision there kind of like i i liken it to like De'Aaron fox and and Tyrese Halliburton, where it was kind of like, do the Kings need Halliburton? No, but he, it's a different example because it was like in the, he went like 12th overall to the Kings or something like that. He, he dropped pretty far. I still wish the Knicks would have drafted him. I've said that a million times, but you kind of, <laughs> you wait to see what, what could happen with that. You end up trading Halliburton for uh, Sabonis and you know, that that's pretty great building block there as we've seen this year for them. Uh, you know, I, I hope the off the court stuff is isn't a factor because I like Brandon Miller's game, and I get why they they picked it. It's just I don't know. That's just my thoughts on on the two of them there. I I take Miller. I'm going back. I'll take Miller. Okay, Sam's tap dancing. Uh, tap <laughs> I dancing baby. I would. Uh, I just want to give a quick shout out to Patrick Gardner uh, from Marist. He has been invited to Miami Heat's summer league team which their first game is july 3rd so i would be locked in to see that but he would be another undrafted guy that has an off uh, amazing skill set offensively and defensively he's a big body should have was tucked away on a d2 d d3 yeah d2 bench for years and only played one year in d1 which he should have been doing that way longer uh but if he makes that team Good Lord. <laughs> they, they, another undrafted yep. free agent uh, right? again, again. Yeah. So just, just want to do that shout out there for that. Shout out to Maris basketball. Mm-hmm. Plug shout out to Harrison. Yes. Uh, all right. Uh, change gear. Let's talk baseball a little bit. Power ranking time. You ready? I'm, I'm hyped. Are you hyped? No. Just because, just because you just gave I'm me, not, the, I'm the, not, bring, I'm not bringing it. Yeah, exactly. All right. Let's start it over. It's uh, Power Ranking time. This is as of last night when I read off these records and stuff. Mm-hmm. Number five, same as the last pod we did, which was like the 14th or 15th or something like that. I don't know. It's the Diamondbacks. You may have uh, heard Corbin Carroll before. I picked him the one rookie of the year. I think uh, a lot of people have, but uh, he's not only at pacing to win rookie of the year. He's in the MVP race, although I don't, I think that's clearly going to Acuna, but he's on pace for 33 home runs, 47 stolen bases and like 120 runs and 90 RBIs or something like that. And uh, this team's just running all over the place between Jake McCarthy, him, uh, Cattell Marte looks like he's back to being, you know, uh, a dominant offensive second baseman as, as he was in years past. Um, Christian Walker, Yordis Goriel and, uh, anchoring that staff to Zach Gallen and uh, Merrill Kelly. So I, I like this team uh, kind of came out of nowhere, but uh, just like the, the talent on the team and how they're playing and uh, can't beat that. Uh, hate to see this because it's in the AL East and we're both Yankee fans, but similar going for uh, the Orioles here. Uh, they're four, uh, they're fourth last time they were fourth too. They're 47 and 29. Uh, but yeah, young guys getting it done. I've talked about Adley Rushman enough, but, uh, at the beginning of the year, it was Corbin Carroll, Gunnar Henderson, two best prospects in baseball. Henderson's like woken up finally. He's, you know, he's uh, really hitting the ball and, and playing well. They just called up another infield prospect, Jordan Westberg. He can kind of play all over. 
the place, but he, he'll settle in at second. The bullpen's really good. Felix Bautista is headed to the All-Star game. You can make a case that Yanir uh, Cano is, is one of the better setup guys in the league. And uh, I've mentioned before, I really think if they got a guy like Shane Bieber or you know another ace that'll be on the block there, they could really uh, do some damage there. So uh, that's Baltimore at four. The Texas Rangers, uh, their last 10 games, they went five and five. Uh, but they're still five games up on the AL West behind the Astros. Over the last 10 games, the Astros have gone three and seven. So anytime I can just dig at the Astros, despite the Yankees playing very poorly and hurt, um, I'll take that. So Rangers are there, and we've mentioned uh, they're they're getting it done without DeGrom, but Corey Seager's uh, you know, playing at, at his highest level. Marcus Simeon, uh, you know, uh, Tavares, Josh Young's in the AL Rookie of the Year conversation as well. They're they're playing really well. Here's a surprise. Number two, the Rays. Despite still being on a 108-game winning pace, they've gone 6-7 and seven against Oakland, San Diego, Baltimore, and KC. Historically bad A's team. They split. Lost two of three to the Padres, who, you know, despite the amazing talent on that team, they're not, it's not translating to wins. Uh, they split with a good Orioles team and uh, a possibly his- historically bad Royals team. They split as well. So uh, tougher times in Tampa, but you know, they'll, they'll be there as, as we all assume they will uh, because they're just a, a good organization and uh, Atlanta. Number one, I had them third last time, but they've been in the second or third spot all year. 10 of their last 11 games. They've won. Acuna is, on pace for 75 stolen bases and like almost 40 home runs or something like that. Uh, Michael Harris won rookie of the year last year. He's finally hitting the ball better. And uh, they don't have two of their best pitchers because they're both hurt. Max Fried and Kyle Wright. Um, and when they get them back, that's even scarier. Uh, so that's power rankings, more baseball. And do you care though? What do you think of the power rankings? Well, uh, being that I haven't, watch baseball uh and i've been avoiding baseball uh outside of seeing the yankees win the other day they they won two against the rangers the other day and or they won took one from the rangers i think they just won one okay well that i only saw that game where they won two to one and i was it's right before the red bull game that we went to and uh i was like oh the yankees actually won against a good team very interesting bad hmm. uh great uh, but I keep seeing the Orioles just raking, and I don't think they're going to drop out of that top anytime soon. I don't think the Braves are going to either. Uh, but the real number one power ranking here is is not a team. Um, the real number one spot uh, that Sam chose to neglect is one person. He is a one-man team himself. Uh, because his team went on a 12-game win streak, I believe, when he came up, and that would be Ellie. Throw up the celly for Ooh. Ellie because he's been balling out of his mind. It's wild, Sam, to see what he's been doing and how much how much TV. It's, it's crazy that this guy comes in, this young man comes in, and he gets essentially more TV time than any of the players that you've mentioned and that we've been mentioning for years. And it's because he's a young, exciting player that is doing things that are making people pay attention. And he's doing it. And Cincinnati with the Reds. Let that sink in. He's the real 
number one here. But uh, <laughs> but uh, a yeah. lot of a lot of good talent they've been calling up, and they have another guy who just hits cover off the ball, Christian and Carnacion Strand, who's still in the minors. And if you look at his numbers this year, mm-hmm. it's like eye popping. Why is he still down there? But you have Vado and a lot of different things going on. Yeah, but Ellie hit for the cycle on Friday. Yeah, he's yep. hit the cover off the ball. Uh, you know, he's he yeah, he's been a lot of fun to watch. He's got that long stride. He's super tall. Uh, super you know, strikeouts could be a, a a problem, but yeah, uh, you know, when you're playing, you're hitting like that. Um, this team's I like this team a lot. Jonathan India, Matt McLean, another rookie playing shortstop. India won rookie of the year a couple years ago, and uh, you know, just get some more pitching. Hunter Green's hurt. Uh, Nicola Dolo's hurt, but. Get some more pitching in there. That that Reds team's fun to watch, and they're in the mix, man. I mean, NL Central is not, uh, you know, uh, not a lot going on there. So they're certainly in the mix there, too. Uh, and you were right. The Yankees took two of three from the Rangers. Absolutely right. Thank, thank you, Sam. I, I knew it. I knew it. Yeah, um, not bad for someone who doesn't watch yeah, baseball. I, I see certain things here and there, but... Uh, I can't, I can't lie to you. My love for a game that I grew up and loved and, and played, and it's just not there right now. I'd much rather watch basketball and basketball, baseball, and, and excuse me, basketball, football, and then football. Uh, I'd much rather can watch. I, can I ask some questions, though? Is it because the Yankees aren't playing well? Because I know we talked about how these new rules in baseball have helped the game, right? The game's shorter. It's solely the Yankees. Fun. It's just the Yankees. It's solely the Yankees. It's because I know there's a lot of good young players, but I watch baseball to watch my team. Sure. Right? Like it's, I watch to, to compare. If, if this is your first time listening to the show, you don't know how much of a diehard Eagles fan that I am. But I still watch football when the Eagles aren't playing. Right? Because I like what my team has been doing. I like that they're actually going out there and making moves that I agree with. They're, they're doing certain things. I had a huge hate relationship for the GM, right? And then I now love what the GM has been doing because it's been absolutely nuts, right? Uh, I just like what my team's doing collectively, but I also like the product that the NFL puts out in general. Like there's a bunch of names and anybody can win any game and it's been exciting for quite some time. Baseball just started to really, truly with the rule changes, which you and I both agree. We like what happened. It's it's speeding up the game. It's it's making it more entertaining. It's just baseball for me was always kind of just for a while after like not seeing what they're doing and not liking the decisions that were going on. It started to become background noise for me, putting putting on baseball in general. And it's it's really for me it's it's i'm all all or nothing for the yankees it's it's really really it so it's if they're not really doing too much it hurts for me to 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 not watch because that's one of my favorite teams period uh but i can't just sit there and watch them do the same old shit over and over again when they could be doing so much more and i'm watching all these other teams that are in the division such as the orioles such as the Blue Jays, such as the Rays, build through their farm system. And I know how good the farm system the Yankees have, but they're not – I still don't like the moves that they're making. Uh, they, they've held on to these young guys, Sam, as you know. 
that they did not want to trade and then they don't want to bring the guys up. So it's like, what way do you want to have this? And it's just really, really bugging me. I, I honestly feel, and I'm going to tell you this right now. You're the first person I'm saying this to. Once Aaron Boone and Brian Cashman are gone, I'm pretty sure I probably will be watching 100% again because what has been going on with them, I just don't like. I'm just going to be open and honest. I never believed in Aaron Boone. Cashman, obviously, I did it at one point, but he still, I don't like how he's has been moving in recent years. And, and rant. Sam, you're trying to say something, but uh, apparently you've become a mute. So um, you might want to unmute yourself. Oh, I did that. Look yeah. at me. Mm-hmm. I meant to clip the clip and I hit mute. Okay. Hey, anyway, uh, I would say to your point about being an Eagles fan and watching football, obviously it's different. There's only 17 regular season games and, and the playoffs and and much more easy to digest. But we've talked about this a lot. There's a lot of stars in baseball that don't get their shine. There's Even though the game is... Attendance is up, ratings are up, stats are up, the game is shorter. I think you should uh, watch some more baseball. That's all I'm saying. If it's not the Yankees, and I know, uh, you know, you got Donaldson. I mean, you got Hicks gone, and Hicks is, you know, raking in Baltimore. Yeah. And you got you have to deal with Donaldson and IKF and an outfield that includes uh, Billy McKinney and Jake Bowers. I, I get it, um, but there's a lot of talent in the uh, – in baseball right now so yeah there is there is but again it's not a it baseball is still considered to be a major major sport in this country sure and to me it's falling more and more behind right and and we've talked about this on air off air and i will continue to talk about this over and over again it's it used to be a very prominent sport here and it still is especially amongst kids like it's not i'm not saying anything about the game like the game's not dying it's still there's passion for baseball and it's not going to go away but the marketability or how it's been marketed in years compared to the nba compared to the nfl compared to damn near even hockey at times right it's just like it's it does not get the appeal that it that it should and and i think we'll see uh, we'll revisit this conversation in like at the end of the year or two years from now or another year from now of, of how these rule changes impacted uh, the viewership. Uh, because I think that's where the game is, is failing is, is the viewership in, in making it more, more appealing, more marketable, I guess best way to say that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we can uh, definitely talk. I don't want to take us off the rails too much but i i think attendance and, and ratings are up but yeah it's it's that's a small sample size we'll see correct in a few years obviously the sport is better when the big uh the big dogs are are playing well that's that's true in any sport but uh switching gears is talking about uh you know the the elephant in the room the dominant sport in america now the nfl right so training camps a little over a month away which is wild to think about as we head into june uh you sent me this list or you know a a lot of names on this list uh the other day and it's it's kind of uh it's interesting to see who where we're at right Mm -hmm. these are some nfl free agents that are still available for teams to sign and have to imagine we'll get some run soon uh just looking like a all-star team from a few years ago and and 
you can consider some of these guys still still have it too. Dalvin Cook, uh, only 27. DeAndre Hopkins, we talked about a lot on the spot, 31. We got Zeke and Kareem Hunter, both 28. Leonard Fournette's 28. Jadavian Clowney, Yannick Ngakwe, your boy, Carson Wentz. Not my boy. <laughs> Eli Apple, Julio Jones, T.Y. Hilton, Taylor Lewan, Marcus Peters, uh, to name a few here. Uh, any uh, predictions from Nostra Hayes as we uh, head into uh, training camp with some of these free agents? Or what would you like to see? Carson Wentz doesn't get picked up by a team um, until somebody gets injured on a team and then they pick him up. Uh, Dalvin Cook, I can see him going to the Chargers to be paired with Eckler. Uh, I could also see him going to the Jets uh, to be pay, uh, paired with Brees Hall, since we know when a guy comes back from an injury like that, they're not all 100% themselves that first year. Not everyone's AP. Yeah, yeah exactly. Sure. So to give to give that and go there, and, and what he can do with catching out of the backfield would be huge. Uh, D-Hop. He's going to make any team better at this point. I know he came out a few weeks ago in the podcast and said like who he'd want to play with. Uh, but really at this point in time, what he wants to get paid is, is not correlating with who he wants to play with. So uh, we'll see where he ends up landing. He's like, it's it's going to be very intriguing where he goes because he can still put up numbers. Zeke. I, I could also see Zeke. I could see Zeke going to the chargers too. Uh, having like a one-two punch there, it, it, it'll it'll help Eckler, so it's not all about him. Uh, but I also could see Zeke going back to the Cowboys. Uh, I can't even lie to you. I could see him re-signing with the Cowboys. Leonard Fournette, I don't know where he goes. Uh, Jadevian, it's very interesting from being a guy that had that, that viral hit to kind of where his <laughs> career is now. Very interesting. Eli Apple probably won't get picked up. He'll probably be on special teams or something like that somewhere. Um, I do want to see where Juice Landry goes, Jarvis Landry, because he's lost a step, and also Marcus Peters, because who knows? Quan Alexander, I, he can come to the Eagles if you'd like. Um, I, I'd like him. to keep him. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd want Quan Alexander on my team, just saying. Yeah. So Now, we, we've always needed linebacker help, and he's uh, he knows the defense, and he, you know, he plays pretty well. Yeah, it's uh, it'll injuries is going to make a big uh, – factor in a lot of where these guys go, whether it's in the backfield yeah. or under center, as yeah. you mentioned, uh, you know, some of these running backs, you know, were studs years ago and some of them still can put up numbers. Like mm-hmm. we know, like Dalvin cook, and we have our questions about Zeke and cream hunt and, and whatnot, but uh, it'd be interesting to see what kind of depth these, these uh, teams look for and, and who will settle for, contracts because i'd have to imagine some of the reason while they're still um free agents and and all the other guys like miles sanders and uh deonta foreman and all these other running backs have signed is uh aside from age it's you know salary too so yeah um i could see zeke going back to the cowboys on like a one year make good deal uh he didn't have the greatest greatest year in dallas and and pollard tore his acl right so he's broken legs how he'll Oh, broke his leg. That's right. So who knows what that situation is going to be look look mm-hmm. like uh, this year? Could be a, a lost year or or much of the year for him. And you know Zeke's last moment with the Cowboys was him lining up as center and getting greatest uh, play doubled. ever. Yeah. So uh, yeah, it's, it'd be interesting. We'll we'll keep an eye on some of these names, but definitely a lot of talent uh, 
talent on this team. Uh, free agent wire, that's for sure. Could field a pretty good team with the free agents left. Uh, that's for sure. I don't know if I'd want Matty Ice quarterbacking it, though. But He's going to retire, as he should. I think, yeah, didn't he sign a deal with like CBS mm-hmm. to yep. to do some uh, whatever he's doing? Yeah. Yeah. He's going to retire. Hey, uh, want to play Do You Care? No. Okay, we're going to play Do You Care? Yep. Baseball edition. There you go. Ready? Uh, Mets owner Steve Cohen tweeted today, Tuesday, that he will be holding a press conference tomorrow, Wednesday, before their scheduled game against the Brewers at 7 o'clock. You will get it from me straight, he tweeted. Uh, over the last 56 games, the team's 21 and 35 in fourth place in the East. Uh, Sunday, they had a hor- another horrific loss. Did you see any of this unfold? Uh, I heard about inning- it. Yeah, they lost seven to six on three walks, two hit batters, and one of the uglier errors you'll ever see. Um, so, yeah, uh, $359 million payroll. They are 35 and 43 in the East and uh, 16 games back behind the Braves. And uh, I just wanted to point out, too, I was looking at standings and the Marlins are in second place in the East and their payroll is like a quarter of what the Mets payroll is. So chew on that. Uh, Do you care? Absolutely not. (laughs) I don't care. What goes to the Mets? It's it's. I just care. It. it I laugh inside. I get a little ha <laughs> inside when it comes to Mets fans because they talked about the Yankees buying World Series for all these years. You know that that whole thing that people ran with, and they have uh this crazy crazy ass payroll, and uh, they're not doing a damn thing. You go out and get Scherzer. You go out and get Verlander. Uh, you pay for these old guys. How's that working out for you? Hey, Verlander, remember you said you didn't want to come to the Yankees because of how they treated Kate Hudson, so you went to Queens instead of to the Bronx? Kate Upton. Kate Upton, whatever the hell her name is. How'd that work out? Right. How'd that work out for you? Uh, I mean, he got paid. I mean, yeah, he got winning, but but he got paid. Yeah, I don't, I mean, I'd want my money in. I want to win. Uh, it's, it's just the, the only part that I care about that is, it pisses me off is is seeing Lindor just waste away in in Queens. I just I like Lindor, especially being such a solid switch hitter, uh in the way that he he can field. Uh I I would have loved to see him somewhere else, but he also chose to go here. So there we are. Don't care about the bets. Okay. How about you? Uh Yankees payroll. Yankees payroll is two hundred and seventy seven million dollars. So that is more than $75 million less. Love that. And they're also really hurt. So there's that. Uh, do I care? Uh, I mean, I'd be interested to see what Steve Cohen has said. Certainly he's put up the money. He's other owners are pissed because he's out there spending and breaking these laws, much like the Warriors, right? They, the new CBA yeah. in baseball has a lot of the same restrictions on on that to keep guys like Steve Cohen from being Steve Cohen. Uh, I, I very interested to see what he says. I don't know if it's going to be like, remember when like George Steinbrenner would come out with these like statements and like how, you know, uh, either how he believes in the team or the team needs to do better or like people will pay like these moments. I wonder if that's going to be, if this is going to be like, he's going to try to do one of these. He is. It'd be interesting. He is. Absolutely. Um, 
Uh, you think Bucks on the hot seat? We uh, love this signing. I love this signing last year. Adult in the room after uh, you know the dysfunction of years past, but it looks like it's just been the same old Mets as we're halfway through this season. I don't Bucks on the hot seat because the team's not doing well. I don't know if Buck is really the problem, but I also at the same time he's he's also a dinosaur. <laughs> like you know, what I mean, like he's he's also the old way of baseball, and. I don't know if that's factoring in here or not, but I, I I just hate this culture. And I always have that is just the coach right away. Like the coach is not playing. Like, you know what I mean? Like how much, how much I play baseball. I don't know if you've played baseball like that, Sam, but uh, I, I don't ever remember the influence of a coach outside of doing like a shift or substitutions or calling somebody in to do like, that's the only thing that the coach really to me has an effect on, the rotation and when you you take somebody call somebody in from the bullpen or not like that those decisions mean something but outside of that the coach can't coach you how to hit the ball and steal the base and field the ball like you know what I mean like that's that's you as a player those errors weren't done by the coach uh the walks weren't done by the coach right you know what I mean like I think I, the big thing yeah the pitching has been the Pitching has been the problem for this team yeah. and especially in the bullpen. And I think one, there's a viral clip of, of Gary Cohen, uh, the SNY uh, lead broadcaster, basically ripping Buck and the Mets after this loss on Sunday that I just mentioned that how this team broke apart and interesting there, uh, the four guys they brought in to the bullpen. I did not watch this game. I just saw the end of it, but uh, the guys they brought in were not in the bullpen to start the year. So is it is it like you work with the the weapons you have or don't have, or is it bad decisions? I don't know. I don't watch the Mets enough to know if it's Buck's fault, but you're right. It's, you know, the first one to go is the pitching coach or the hitting coach. It's like, okay, what's that? Are you are you, to shake people up? Like because you can't get rid of the players easily? Yeah, like yeah. I, I don't yeah, I don't quite know. I mean, you put the target on your back with spending that much money and being so boisterous about spending the money. So this is kind of like the karma of it. Right. And yep. then you have teams like the devil rays who are like, or the rays, excuse me. Geez, oh, you owe the money. Uh, yeah. That are like third lowest payroll in baseball and they have the best record in baseball. So um, yeah, it's, it's interesting. There's a lot of holes to fix on this Mets team. So uh, be a, how, how the, how the rays do it, Sam? I think they did it through their, Farm, did they not? I think you're right. Mm, I okay. think you're right. Okay, yeah. Curious. Uh, when the when the Red Sox were winning in recent memory, I think they did that mostly through their farm too, didn't they? Uh, uh, Rafael Devers, uh, Xander Bogart, Rookie Betts, yeah. uh, trade for pitching yeah. like Chris Sale. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. I just I was just curious um, when yeah. the when the Phillies got to the World Series last year. They they had a couple of trades, but there's a lot of good young players on that team, right? Yeah, you know okay. they also uh, you know got the the right players. They, they yeah yeah they. Uh, how they about went out. the Astros? Oh. How about the Astros? Oh yeah. Perfect. Aside from cheating, yeah, they like that's how'd they do it? And they still are a top team. Yeah, yeah despite uh, after all know, of this, yeah. Still top team. Okay. I, I just wanted to say well, that. But what's the next topic, believe- Sam? What's the next topic since we're at baseball? Hey, uh, let's end the show with this. Uh, MLB is in the planning stages for bringing baseball to Paris, uh, said Commissioner Rob Manfred. 
at a news conference on Friday. As you know, or may not have known, uh, the Cardinals and the Cubs played in London. Uh, they were scheduled to play a couple years ago, but COVID knocked uh, knocked that out. The Red Sox and Yankees uh, played there before the pandemic. Uh, so the Mets and Phillies will play in London next year, and baseball is potentially coming to Paris in 2025. Do you care? If the bats are not being replaced with a baguette, I don't care. That was okay. That would be interesting. I don't care. Um, all jokes aside, I don't. I really don't care about baseball being in Paris. I, I love the the push of our sports to be put across the pond. I think it's just it's it's kind of comical for me. Like the only sport that has done it right and it's not like pushing it on anybody is basketball because basketball is really truly an international sport and it just goes everywhere. And that's, you can thank the, the dream team for that, but they don't, they don't have to go like we're having games in Europe and we're, we're pushing our sport so they can buy more stuff. And basketball is like, nah, we just, now we have Parisian players. Wimby is one of them. You know what I mean? Like if we just, we had Tony Parker, you, Tony you know, Parker. you had Boris Diaw, you know, you had people like that, that, it's just a sport there, and I I just kind of hate the let's put our sport here and have it grow there. It's like how about you have baseball grow here first, and then uh, we but can talk about going over there. Sentiment's not wrong. I mean, they've certainly this game is is built on uh you know the other countries and and the, you know Dominican players and people uh, players from Venezuela and of course the Japanese. Uh, you know, and uh, Japanese national team we just saw in the WBC and, you know, Shohei and all the other guys that potentially are coming to. Yeah, it's interesting. I have I have friends in in London who like when the when they come, when the NFL comes, they like it's a big deal. Like people are excited, even if they're not like able to go to a game. I I would be interested to check in on them and see how baseball has been accepted. Yeah, because it's kind of like. You're right. It's like, how about we focus on ourselves here? Yeah. But I don't know if, you know, there were WBC teams for all for Italy and Great Britain. Yeah, and, that's true. And all these other places too, so the Netherlands. So like, um, you know, it, it's a slow burn. Maybe uh, we'll, we'll see uh, how baseball resonates there over, over time. But ultimately like, yeah, I, I tuned into some of, uh, some of the last two games because I like players on the Cubs and Cardinals, but um, and and Michael Kay and A Rod did the the call on ESPN on Sunday, which was pretty cool to to hear. Um, but yeah, be uh, be interested to see how that's um, welcomed yeah. or not. Yeah, yeah, that's it. That's our show. Anything uh, I left out or anything you uh, looking forward to this week? Uh, nothing this week, but I am looking forward. I don't know if you've seen the trailer to the Steph Curry documentary, but you should watch that. You sent it to me, and I did not watch yeah, it. Yeah, well, you need to do that right after you get off here because that is looking pretty phenomenal. So I'm looking forward to that. Uh, looking forward to watching some more Liberty games. Uh, currently looking for some tickets. Sabrina. Uh, Sabrina, 31 points the other day. Yep. Sabrina's Was it monster. Um, but uh, yeah, nothing, nothing special. Just looking to enjoy the summer. Uh, and, and see where where this goes. Uh, how about you? Yeah, man. Uh, 
baseball, I was excited. Like, yes, it's Tuesday. Yankees are playing. They're in Oakland. So <laughs> I was like, great. Yeah. Uh, no, but catch the highlights in the morning. Got it. Well, what's watch as much as I can if I can. But, you know, uh, yeah, I uh, I watch uh, Liberty Games now because <laughs> they're better than the Knicks. No, I, I've been saying this and I know we say this a lot, but we we need to go to Brooklyn to to see this happen. Plan on going a couple times a season, so I'm down with Let's that. Let's do it. Cool. Uh, so that's it. Thanks so much for listening. However, you listen for Brandon. My name is Sam. Thanks so much for listening. And until next week, peace. Bye.